You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We've discussed that earlier. Uh, that's something that we certainly w- would take a look at. We wouldn't want to have a repeat game. As we put this together, you know, this is the first time we've run through it. So uh, as we put it together, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's something that we will uh, take definitely take a look at because you wouldn't want a, a, a rematch. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus. That was Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez discussing trying to maybe avoid rematches on December 18th and 19th. This segment of the Husker Online Show brought to you by our friends at Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. And let me tell you guys, with no fans at Memorial Stadium, uh, it's going to mean you're going to want to find a great sports bar to go watch a lot of these Big Ten football games here coming forward. And uh, make sure you get out to the Lincoln Tanner's location. It is fully remodeled, all brand new, new bar, new chairs, new tables, new carpet, new flooring, all new TVs. Uh, and they have lots of plans in place here with football season. I was in there over the weekend, and you won't even recognize the place. It is as nice or the nicest sports bar right now in Lincoln. So uh, make sure you get on into Tanner's and uh, get some wings and watch some football as it will be your home uh, here with this new Big Ten schedule. But, guys, you heard Barry Alvarez discussing the Week 9, and I actually really like this idea. And, you know, I I asked the question to Bill Moose, and they didn't know yet, but my guess is you're going to see Week 9 games at a neutral location, probably at least two spots. Um, But I think playing two December games outdoors is already a stretch for the Big Ten Playing December 19th outdoors across the league is a huge gamble. So I would venture to guess you will see dome sites. Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe there'll be flexibility for dome games if weather is really, really bad, um, you know, with no fans involved. Yeah, credit where credit's due. Uh, this is the one thing maybe over the last nine months that the Big Ten has actually done right. Uh, I, I agree. I like the idea. I think it's fun. Uh, it gives you kind of an element of mystery as how your season's going to end and uh, creates, you know, some pretty appealing matchups towards the end of the year, especially when you get, you know, beyond the Big Ten championship, but the twos versus twos, threes versus threes and whatnot uh, kind of you know adds a little bit of intrigue there. So uh, how they're going to do it remains to be seen. But, you know, given the circumstances, I thought that was a nice little wrinkle that the Big Ten added. So, uh, you know, they said there's not they're going to do the best they can to avoid uh, rematches. So that could kind of throw off the the pairings a little bit. Uh, but, you know, I think it, it, it provides not only, uh, you know, a competitive final week for the Big Ten to maybe help, uh, you know, the, the standing of the league and if there are bowls or whatever it may be, but also uh, the TV uh, revenue, I think, is going to create a great opportunity for uh, those games to be showcased on, you know, a, a weekend where there's obviously not a lot right of Right, only be one or two games yeah, on exactly. that weekend. So, I mean, you can really showcase the conference and get a lot of eyeballs uh, on your games and try to make back some of that re- revenue you would have lost, uh, you know, in, in other areas. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I think this is by far and away the best chicken pie out of chicken you know what the 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 conference has been able to to make out of this whole deal i I think and i'm actually really intrigued to see how how it goes um 
and and I do. I, I think the you know, given the weekend that it's going to be played, I think that it's going to draw an awful lot of attention, even to those middle tier or low, lower games. I, I think that there's still going to be really really good competitive games uh, across the board. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm eager to see it. Hopefully, you know, that, that we, you know, we get to that point and everything, but, um, whoever came up with this idea, um, you know, and, and I know Barry Alvarez was, was the one who's kind of heading up that subcommittee or whatever, but, um, you know, if it was a collective, we, that, that came up with the, the idea, then, I mean, they deserve an awful lot of credit. Uh, or if it was one person who kind of came to the table with that idea and everyone else agreed with it, uh, whoever that was, I think deserves, uh, you know, a, a standing ovation because that's to me, the, the biggest, brightest spot that's kind of come out of this whole deal. Now, it'll be interesting how they pick your four crossovers. Um, Nebraska was scheduled to go to Rutgers in Ohio, uh, in Ohio State. Penn State was supposed to come to Lincoln, as was Michigan State. Um, I mean, conventional wisdom hopefully says Nebraska will only get one of Penn State and Ohio State and then one of the other two in there between Rutgers and Michigan State, assuming they keep those same four games. Now, Indiana and Purdue have to be a crossover. That's locked in. So, um, you know, Purdue has already got one. And it will be interesting how how they kind of go through the process. I'd imagine by week's end we'll know that. My other question still, guys, is bowl games. After the nine-game schedule, what is the future of bowl games? We have seven of the ten Power Five leagues or uh, group – I'm sorry, college football conferences now playing. Only the MAC, only the Mountain West, and only the Pac-12 are not playing. Now the Big Ten and the Pac-12 play multiple bowl games together. Will bowl games, A, even happen um, we, we we think that playoffs going to happen in the in the New Year six games, but what happens to the Florida bowl games and the other bowl games that are out there? Um, you know, will, will will the TV dollars make it justifiable to still play those games as well? I mean, I think they would. I mean, obviously, just from uh, an execution standpoint, if you can play a college football playoff, you can play bowl games. Uh, then it's just a matter of is the the juice worth the squeeze with playing some of those lower tier bowls and you know i think that this is a year where you know we've always talked about maybe just picking teams based off you know the fit the the fit and uh you know how many people would potentially travel or watch the game uh i mean i think those types of factors might carry priority as opposed to how many wins you get or what your final record is so if i mean they if you're able to pick and choose uh, a little more selectively with you know your bowl pairings Maybe it's a little bit more doable and, you know, maybe make it more regional or whatever it may be. But, you know, I think that if you're going to go ahead and play a season, there's no reason that you can't play a bowl game, especially if you give teams adequate time to um, not only rest, but kind of get your your situations in order with testing and whatnot. Uh, I I guess I just don't see the reason why not to have bowl games, maybe not as many, but at least some some pool of bowl games that are available. Especially if the – the rapid testing or, or a lot of the protocols that the Big Ten is is going to be doing get picked up and adopted by the SEC and the Big 12, uh, ACC. You know, I think, you know, obviously they have their own protocols, but the Big Ten is kind of taking it up another level. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if those other conferences kind of follow suit there. So, um, yeah, I see no reason why you wouldn't have bowl games and kind of continue on with the season, at least one more game. You know, my, I guess my biggest question is what, what's the threshold going to be to be eligible to play? I mean, is, is everyone going to be eligible to play or is it going to be, I mean, how, how are you going to kind of pick and choose, um, you know, 
what that what that magic number is, or or which teams kind of qualify for bowl games because not four, four wins for sure. Yeah, I, I think mean, four and four are three and five because I mean if if you played a traditional non-con schedule, you could win three and then three league games and get in with a six-win record. But maybe they'll say, all right, the top, you know, if, if the Big Ten has nine or ten bowl spots, the top nine or ten teams go. Yeah, I mean that might be the only way because mm-hmm. they got to fulfill those contracts with the partners. I mean. It's not like those bowl games are going to want to stick a bunch of Sun Belt teams in, um, and everyone's going to have bad records this year. Yeah, I mean, what constitute a bowl eligible record when you're playing eight games? I mean, it's, well, yeah. and you're playing all league games. Exactly. Like you're eliminate in the Big Twelve, as we know, tried to buy some wins and they lost them all last week. <laughs> so, but when you watch <laughs> some of those games, though, Coastal Carolina looked a lot better than Kansas when I watched that game. Yeah, yeah that was not a good start for the Big Twelve. But yeah, it will be interesting to see. Um, what direction we do know this that Bill Moose is pushing for Iowa as a Black Friday game um, now schedule number one of three we've had three schedules now this year guys um, <laughs> schedule one had Nebraska Minnesota Black Friday and Lincoln that schedule got canceled as we know schedule number two there were no Thanksgiving games so we were going to be home for Thanksgiving the magical schedule number three we don't know yet um, but we do know Thanksgiving is a part of schedule number three and because there's really no need to kind of keep Minnesota as the team. It wouldn't surprise me if Nebraska's traveling to Iowa to play Black Friday because both Gary Barda and Bill Moose want that game. Yeah, if there's one silver lining, the last remaining legacy of Sean Eichhorst is officially put to rest. Well, then next year, though, we have to go to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll adjust that schedule, too. But. <laughs> I was going to say, at least you got somebody in charge now who would fight for that Nebraska-Iowa game instead of being like, okay, whatever you want. You So, yeah, uh, I mean – that at least gave you some insight as to what Nebraska prefers, but obviously uh, Nebraska's voice isn't always listened to in this conference. But uh, yeah, I, I think that you know the Purdue's um, AD, like you said, he he mentioned that you know they want to keep it similar to that uh, original schedule, maybe lopping off one of the divisional games, and so that gives you an idea of maybe the crossover opponents, where um, more than likely Nebraska is going to get. Ohio State or Penn State. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll uh, continue this discussion more here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.